All right. Well, another episode of Shillin' and Chillin' is on its way. I'm your host, of course, Icon Jester, and today we have a very special guest. Mike Shaman, a.k.a. Shaman4646, is joining us today. Welcome. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background. Obviously, you're very involved in Non-Fungible Heroes, so I guess... Um, if you can start off before that and give us a, an idea of how you got into crypto and then how you found yourself into the NFH metaverse, uh, that would be great. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess it probably started um, around the beginning of pandemic. So, you know, almost two years ago, um, I was starting to look for alternative investments because who knew what was going to happen with the stock market. Mm. I've been reading a lot about Bitcoin and, and other things. And so I started dabbling and buying a little bit of Bitcoin and ETH. Um, that led down to investigating DeFi, right? And mm. then learning a little bit about the societal impact, actually, which is one of the first things that drew me in right? It's the 50% of the world doesn't have a bank account and this can offer them a, a fast track path. The learning about, you know, the ability to move money across borders because you can do it all on your phone and there's no governmental authority that's going to be controlling the banks and preventing you from accessing your, your finances. That stuff was kind of the first pull. Um, and as I started investing, I started investing in altcoins, right? And you start looking at all coins and then, and honestly, back then it was just a, I'm going to buy everything. So I, it was a spray and pray approach. Mm. Um, and uh, then I started investigating why these altcoins existed. And there's a bunch of trash that was worthless, clearly. But then there were things like Matic. And I'm like, okay, why does Ethereum have a layer two already? Um, and that then led me into, oh, because, you know, there are these things called NFTs. So my, I, I started to go down the rabbit hole of NFTs. I bought a few NBA Top Shot cards, not really knowing the difference between the Flow blockchain and, and ETH and the others. Um, that was really fun because it was participating in this instant uh, transactional universe of buy a thing at a hundred bucks and it's worth 180 the next day and I could sell it instantly. Um, and there was a pump at the beginning, so clearly that... You know, you get that little endorphin rush of excitement. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people on board through Top Shot, to be honest. Uh, and then that led me down into looking at other NFTs. Um, and my background uh, is in creating brand experiences, right? So I, I created an agency called Helios uh, about 13 years ago um, that was doing a lot of introduction of new storytelling mediums to brands and that's you know touch gesture based activations augmented reality virtual reality experiences and um you know so this seemed like a new medium that could be impactful in that space as well so i've had these overlapping interests uh and then you get into nfts and honestly i was looking at twitter and i saw the first image of an nfh and it was just so strikingly different from crypto punk mm -hmm. or 90% of the other art. Uh, and I couldn't find it, to be honest. Like the, that was the deal. Like I couldn't find out where it came from. Um, and I, I go into the boring bananas server and there you are. I meet icon jester. Um, and you know, wasn't particularly busy or trafficked, but you were hanging out, uh, and you were giving me kind of the lowdown on, Oh yeah. 
non-fungible heroes, that image you saw is going to be the next project coming out of Boring Bananas Company. Uh, and then you're like, if you own three bananas, you're going to get a free one of those. And I'm like, geez, that seems like a really insanely good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the banana floor was very low. Uh, and so I started, I, I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, wow, I need to start accruing bananas. Uh, so bought three bananas, then I bought three more, then I bought three more. And eventually, between talking with you, and, and that was back when V was very active. Right. Um, you know, and, and V comes on, and I, I started to make a few suggestions to the team just because my brand background is is in building these kind of large campaigns for broad consumer bases. Like, hey, you know, it was really hard to find, and I'm not sure if you're doing that intentionally to make it mysterious or if you're just like, you know, haven't gotten around to <laughs> providing an, an easier on-ramp. Um, and, you know, V pinged me one day and he's like, Hey, what, what's your background? What do you suggest? I told him about Helios and the agency that I had been running for the last, um, decade, just about. And he said, wow, it'd be great to get some advice. So we started jumping on some regular conference calls, just, you know, uh, in, in an advisory capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, I was spending more and more time with you and the BBCO uh, a server. I was starting to investigate other NFTs. Uh, eventually, you know, V introduced me to MJ. Mm. They said, "Hey, we could really use some help as we get towards the launch of NFH. Do you want to? Do you want to participate more deeply?" Um, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." Because you know, on a, on a personal side, I was at the tail end of my um, earnout. My my company had been acquired by a much much larger company. And so I was working through that and I was kind of, uh, lacking inspiration, mm. I guess. Uh, and this space was exciting and hot and it was just fun as hell. So I said, yeah, you know, I, I've got, I'm, I'm still working my way through this agreement, but, um, you know, on the off hours and, and nights and weekends, I can certainly play a role. Um, and that led into my, you know, playing a much larger role. Eventually they asked me to come on and lead the project. Uh, and then, you know, that led into playing a much, much larger role, uh, all the way up through launch and, you know, being involved with you and promoting and firing away in the world for, for all things NFH. Um, and through that process, we also had kind of envisioned the broader goals of non-fungible heroes, uh, you know, and the, the, creation of tools for new creators and collectors and you know it was grounded in education so kind of continuing that ethos um through what could be built uh and yeah that then led to um my you know becoming ceo of non-fungible heroes because v and mj um you know are involved in a lot of different stuff v in the real world i think as everybody knows is a doctor uh and he's a doctor who teaches other doctors so he is uh very, 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 very busy. Um, MJ is a high-ranking executive in real life um, and spends every minute he can in here but can't dedicate his full time to it. Uh, and I had the ability to do that. So, um, yeah, sorry, that's a kind of a long description, but that's... Uh, no, for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, long, I think... Yep. No, that was a, that was great. I think it's, it's nice to be able to see how that progression, you know, happened from you know, basically being on the periphery 
and stumbling upon something. I think that's the great thing about this industry in general is it allows for people of all walks of life to be able to be impactful and bring your IRL experience into NFTs and NFT projects. Uh, you know, I know that you definitely were a huge breath of fresh air into that, you know, into that environment. Uh, as you had alluded to earlier, you know, I was in Boring Bananas from the very beginning and yeah, right. It was pretty, the chat was pretty dead. Uh, I was pretty much like 60% of the chat, if not more uh, at the beginning. And I, I really saw probably the same thing you saw is a team that had a lot of experience and dedication. So when I did my research on the team and found out that we have guys that are, are definitely professionals and maybe not necessarily like, you know, in the NFT space at that time, but or professionals in their own right uh, in IRL, um, that professionalism went a long way for me. Um, and then also looking at, you know, the artists like Mad Boogie having such a huge reputation internationally was very attractive to me. And I, I just had a feeling that things were going to be heading in the right direction and that things were going to um, basically be really big. I, I don't think I, or I can tell you for certain that I didn't anticipate them heading in the direction they're headed now, uh, which kind of brings on the next subject that I'd like to address is non-fungible heroes is trying to do something pretty innovative. I know there's other projects out there. Let, let's say like uh, the glue factory show that have writers that are creating a literally creating a TV show to be pitched to Netflix. They have, you know, writers that are um, from, you know, SNL and from, they actually have a show on Netflix right now. Um, I think it's my Chicago aunt or something like that. Um, so there's other, there's other companies that are trying to break into like IRL media, but can you kind of speak without giving away or, or you can, if you'd like give away alpha, um, but whatever you can speak to freely regarding like the future and where NFH is headed, that would be, that'd be great to hear. Yeah. Well, look, it, it kind of formed organically, which was nice. Um, the idea that the characters and the art was so compelling that we wanted to do something with them. Um, and as you know, because you were a big part of it in, in those early days, like the community guided where the project would go, right? That was everything from deciding heroes and villains and superheroes to voting on the main character to naming him Night Ape to everything else. Like that was all community participation, community led. Um, and if you think about Web3 and the concepts of decentralization that are applied to the financial system, um, taking a similar approach to creative efforts, I think, is super interesting and very unique and potentially very disruptive, right? So mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the idea that we could have a community of collectors come together to create a story, um, to have them participate in doing that, not just in voting, you know, do I go left or do I go right? but in building backstories and building lore and naming characters and providing concepts and everything from like, what are the districts of the main city to, you know, who should the main characters love interest be? Um, 
all that's unique, right? Because when you look at the Marvel universe, which has done a fantastic job and created a, you know, a cultural revolution in the entertainment industry, like that is all central writing team. You mentioned the glue factory and other projects. Those are central writing teams. Right. Uh, we certainly have our director of lore and our, our, you know, kind of lead creatives that are establishing guardrails but it's the community that's diving in to build this. So as I go out speaking with Hollywood executives and, and interested parties and participating, um, that's one of the points of differentiation, right? That's one of the draws is the fact that this is a community creation, not an individual writer, not an individual celebrity. Um, and it's one of the things that's gotten us traction, to be honest. Like we have a few very significant announcements uh, that we've been holding on because we're, we're trying to align PR and we're trying to align some other things that you as a very large holder of NFH will be very, very pleased with. Um, and the, the thing that resonates most with these guys is, I mean, clearly the arts, you know, I, I think um, unbeatable. The, the story that has been put together is compelling. The process by which the story is created, though, is one of those unique differentiators that I think sets us apart from most of the other projects out there. Um, certainly, it sets us apart from some in the NFT space, but 99% of projects that Hollywood's seeing right now are not created in this way. So um, I think that's a, that's a big deal. It's a story point for them. And as we go out to... The major streaming services as we go out to the major players in Hollywood. Um, that's one of the things that has gotten them to sit up and take notice and take meetings with us, which is um, pretty awesome. Yeah, I think one of the things that I found, well, to back up a little bit, you know, the community driven part has, like you had mentioned earlier, has always been like part of like that ethos of of what this this whole community has been about. You know, we, I was actually one of two people that had suggested the heroes and villains. They definitely went a different direction. Mine was very specific, just to be very clear. Um, I had the idea of, of having heroes and villains that are like everyday. So, you know, one of the heroes would be like an accountant and making them like everyday heroes. Um, so, you know, my vision was a little different. Uh, obviously, this is working out significantly better. Uh, I still think my idea is great, but 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 this is this is definitely way better for for the, the direction that the project's going. But one of the things I found so interesting as as the non fungible heroes were starting to be created, uh, we had different ideas that were were brought up by by different members of the community and. Mad Boogie went through and created like samples for us to kind of look at and say, okay, these are some samples of the final, I forgot what it was. I think it was final four um, selections. And then the community could vote based on type of the images that they were able to see. And what I found interesting, once the project started to be developed is there's a, a huge amount of passion from the art team that I didn't see really in any other project. Other projects, they had an artist that thought, you know, okay, this is fun, or I'm going to create some, some traits, but I didn't really see the passion that I see from this art team where 
I was talking to Matt. I, I used to talk to Matt Boogie quite a bit in private and V in private and MJ in private. And I think we've all kind of, you know, gotten really busy with our IRL stuff, um, you know, and so we, we haven't connected as much as we used to, but Matt Boogie and I would talk probably once a week. And one of the things I found interesting was he was having the opposite problem of most artists. Most artists we're looking at in this space are saying, oh, you know, I need to figure out how I can generate you know, 10 extra traits to make sure we don't have any duplicates or whatever. And he's looking at going, I have a problem. And I was like, what's the problem? I have way too many traits. <laughs> I don't have. And, and it really translates when you look at one of the things I found so dynamic when NFH started having the reveals, people were looking at it and going, Oh, I know I've got a rare. I know I've got a rare. That's rare for sure. That's rare for sure. Because each of these characters is so unique. They may have some shared traits uh, down the road, but there's so many traits that you don't have a million that have the same exact hairstyle or whatever the case may be. So that's one of the things I found so dynamic um, to the to the extent that when gods were released, I was able to mint 70 gods. I had a reveal party by request so i had a few people within nfh that said hey i know you're gonna have a lot of gods can we can you live stream your reveal um i found that very odd to be frank but i said sure you know if that's something that you're interested in and i was assuming that we're gonna have like two or three people so like around two dozen people showed up for and i announced it literally like the minute i was doing it like hey i'm gonna do this thing and i had like two dozen people show up to this live stream of me revealing the gods um and it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. It was very interactive. We had people saying, oh, I really like this one. And we refreshed the metadata. And it really was like this community building experience uh, around the fact that we knew that these gods are going to be so dynamic and they were going to have so many traits. So I think that's one of the things too that I found really interesting. And you guys have done a really great job in NFH of creating additional marketing material. Um, I know that, you know, there's like comics coming out. There's so many different dynamics that are coming through it, but the ability to have additional marketing material, I'm sure is like a field day for you coming from your background, having, you know, that at your dispose. Having access to this art team is like, I mean, look at my agency, I had a fairly large design team, super talented people, but it was all corporate related right mm -hmm. it's all visa you have to abide by visa brand guidelines or coca-cola or name your you know name your your brand fortune 500 brand of choice um so you're painting within the lines right mm -hmm. you know what their logo lockup needs to be you know where the you know the the size you know everything um and so you have to really be careful having a team as talented as them and i'll be honest the other catalyst for us and what i think has been a major factor of the amount of progress we've been able to make with comic um with comic strips that are actually coming out there's a little piece alpha i don't think we've announced that yet um with one of ones with everything else has been um amanda uh that's that's uh guess wife that's she's the the second half of mad boogie um very few people know that Boogie was actually the name of their dog, who really is mad because he's barking in the background all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, she is not only an accomplished artist and, and colorist, um, 
uh, you know, doing get well, 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 um, Boog does the, the line drawing. She does, she, she has done a lot of the, the color work. Um, she is an exceptional manager of people. Um, she is exceptionally organized. She is able to harness the creative talents of Glauco, who's our, our comic artist, and Boog, and Jui, um, and Davi, who's uh, colorist for the comics, and and the rest of the team. And man, that was a piece we were lacking, and we didn't quite know it. We originally boogie himself had been kind of managing a bunch of people and it was super draining for him it took a lot of his time and energy Mm. uh she thrives at that and so now what we have is not only this incredible creative team building out this intellectual property but also this incredible marketing support to your point like man i ask for oh hey guys i need a document to release the tokenomics white paper uh, can we put that in a nice PDF? And they knock out some crazy new art that looks beautiful. That's like four pages of like exceptionally like good looking, like interesting and fantastic art to accompany a white paper. Um, and so I think that's that doesn't happen. And as we get more eyes on us, and I think that the, all of that helps um, provide people the awareness of the quality of the project and. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a major factor in our growth and our success as we kind of start expanding and start uh, being able to provide some people a little bit more insight into the real progress that we have made. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I, one of the things I've noticed, your experience entering into like the the boring banana world is the same as pretty much what I've seen over and over again from anyone that enters into the community. You know, your story is not unique in that sense. I think Uh everyone that I've seen that enters in the community goes, Oh, let me check this out. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. You know, um, we had at the very, very beginning of boring bananas, there was some, some negativity in the discord uh, that I obviously was, was experiencing a lot. And you know, I had to fight that and say, look, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be fine. I know the floor's dropped out. I, it's going to be fine. This is a really great team. I'm not even on this team. Like I'm not bought into this. I don't know who these people are. I know that what I've seen, and this was, you know, the first few days. And then I became a, a moderator and then a community manager, all that stuff. But um, it was just my belief in who these individuals were as people. And I think that, that synergy is felt whenever you come into the community, regardless of who you are at what stage you're coming into the community. It's a very welcoming community. Uh, it's a very lighthearted community, which I, I, I appreciate. Um, I think that's something that's transformed since non-fungible heroes kind of took over with boring bananas. It was very educational based not that they don't have that still that those aspects in, in the community, but the education made it almost, um, very i guess a very structured environment where people would come in for essentially to learn about how to you know create a project and then they they didn't really they they sat around in like the ask a question area or the um you know uh i guess like whatever the the area was for the educational like asking questions but there's another one i can't i can't recall the name of that channel uh but they sat around they sat in those channels pretty heavily um 
but in the actual main chat, it was, it was kind of quiet. And I think it's because of people were going there for a specific reason. It was very structured, very professional. The responses were very structured, professional. We've gotten to a time now where it's a lot of fun. It's just really enjoyable to be around. And, you know, I'll pop into discord and people have been chatting in there. I see, I mean, for hours, but, and, and days and months that I've seen before. And there's people that have been there for five minutes that are brand new and they're being welcomed as if they're one of the community have been one of the community for the entire time. So I think that's one of the things that's really great is the people that are new are being able to integrate into those OGs that have been with the, the organization for a very, very long time. And there's a meshing where you can't really, from an outsider's perspective, really can't tell who's been here for a short time and who's been here for a really lengthy amount of time. And I think that culture is very unique to non for heroes from what I've seen from, from other, from other organizations. Um, so I, I guess, you know, we're kind of wrapping up now. Um, but I want to get from you any type of, I know you kind of slipped up a little alpha, but if you want to share anything else about the future, we would love to kind of hear, uh, your final thoughts on, on NFH nation. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, our roadmap, we are, we are keeping busy, right? We have an idle game that we're launching. We have a free to claim token for all owners of anything in the NFH universe. Uh, we have a comic being released in a little over a month. Uh, while all of that is going on, we are still building the story Bible. We have a, you know, after the pilot episode written, um, we also have made progress in the Hollywood arena that I think very few product, very few projects have made. I think only a handful have, uh, we have not been able to announce this yet because we've been embargoed by waiting on a few signatures on paper and also waiting on um, kind of a, the appropriate positioning of it. But it's going to be impactful news for the entire community. Um, and I think it's reflective of the, the quality of the art, the quality of the community, the approach that we're taking, the quality of the team that's behind this. Uh, so, you know, it's a tease, and I've been teasing it for a little while, but we, we really did um, – we've made a, a very – significant uh, a couple of pretty significant uh deals that we have uh have secured and when those get announced and when those get publicized um i think you'll see a whole new set of eyes a whole new audience a whole new you know influx of community members and i think it's going to be one of those things that kind of launches us um into the the blue chip territory of nfts so some very exciting things to come over the next 30, 45 days. Um, and, you know, that's just the beginning. So it's, uh, it's a pretty fun place to be. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to, to talk with us today. Um, I will say that I would like to keep this, this invitation open because I, I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be a lot more things to come, obviously, in, in the NFH world. And, a follow-up conversation seems imperative. So we'll, uh, we'll, I will not say goodbye, but uh, talk to you soon, I suppose, once everything is, it has been 
kind of in that blue chip territory, we would love to have you as a guest again on our podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to come back. We'll hit you up once we announce, and then uh, we can talk about all the things that I haven't been able to talk about to date. That sounds great. Thanks so much. Um, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Chillin' and Chillin'.